Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, this is Mike Collins, and you're very welcome to this episode of the Letter from Ireland podcast. Now, let me start by asking you a question. Have you ever heard of a shillelagh? Well, shillelagh is one of those words, I think, that's worked its way into many songs and kind of is bouncing around in our brains somewhere in the background. But um, shillelagh was one of those, uh, I suppose, kind of weapons, basically, of choice for a particular population that didn't have access to uh, guns, artillery, etc. for uh, many, many decades. So what it essentially was was a blackthorn stick that was cut in a very particular way to give it a certain weight when swung. And even better still, if there was a few thorns stuck on the end as well. So the shillelagh actually was something that was used in many fights, uh, what we used to call faction fights in Ireland back in the 1700s in Ireland. And it got its name, believe it or not, from an actual place in Ireland called shillelagh. So in this particular episode, which is called With My Shillelagh Under My Arm, we're going to look at two different instances of uh, the shillelagh being used. The first one is Crean is going to read out all about uh, faction fights in Ireland and how they evolved over time into what we know as the modern game of hurling. We have a nice bit of music thrown in there as well and a couple of surprises towards the end. But I guess one of the biggest surprises is our second letter where we actually focus in on the little village of Shillelagh in County Wicklow and Karina chats about what we believe to be one of the more famous people who actually came out of that part of the world and see if you believe this particular yarn yourself. So with that, I think it's a good time to start with a song. Sure, I'm tired of roaming round and so I'm gonna pack my grip and I'm off to book my passage on a mighty powerful ship. I'll be bound to send a telegram the day I reach the quay just to tell them in a week or two they'll be expecting me with my shillelagh under my arm and a twinkle in my eye. I'll be off to Tipperary in the morning. With my shillelagh under my arm and a tularoolalai I'll be welcoming the home that I was born in My mother's told the neighbors that I'm gonna settle down Till the fluters coming out to play me round the town With my shillelagh under my arm and a twinkle in my eye I'll be off to Tipperary in the morning With my shillelagh under my arm and a twinkle in my eye With my shillelagh under my arm and a tularoolalai And I've got bags of money too And I mean to give the folks at home a proper Irish do There'll be such a welcome waiting for your humble on the mat I can just imagine people saying, oh, how are you, Pat? With my shillelagh under my arm and a twinkle in my eye I'll be off to Tipperary in the morning 
with my shillelagh under my arm and a tularoolalai. I'll be welcome in the home that I was born in. My mother's told the neighbors that I'm gonna settle down. Fill the fluters coming out to play me round the town with my shillelagh under my arm and a twinkle in my eye. I'll be off to Tipperary in the morning. Yesterday we drove through the nearby village of Ballinhasic here in County Cork. As we went into the village shop for our daily groceries, we noticed a plaque on the wall with the following words. This plaque was erected in memory of Morris Corcoran, Jeremiah Colin, Charles McCarthy, Cornelius Ford, John Kerrigan, Julio Callaghan, John Desmond, John Harahan, John Walsh, Tom DeLay and a man named O'Sullivan who lost their lives as a result of a faction fight which took place here in the village of Ballinhasig during a fair day on Monday, June the 30th, 1845. This reminded me of an inquiry we had from one of our readers a few weeks back. The Fighting Irish of the 1800s. Margaret Rose from Melbourne, Australia, contacted me with the following. She said, My great-grandfather, Jeremiah Drummy, was born in 1835 in Ballinhasig and migrated to Melbourne, Australia in July 1860. I'd love to see some photos of Ballinhasig and perhaps discover what life would have been like before he migrated to Australia. Well, Margaret... We'll look at a particular aspect of Irish life that would have been very familiar to your great-grandfather at the time, the faction fight. Back in the early 1800s, a particular phenomenon rose to prominence among the Gaelic Irish. Family-aligned gangs, or factions, came together in their hundreds during fair days and they often fought a fight that would ensue between these rival factions. The weapons of choice was often a blackthorn stick, which had become known as a shillelagh. These fights were highly ritualised, involving specific signals and cries of communication. Each faction, dressed a particular way, swore loyalty to their brotherhood and met to fight on predetermined dates. You might say a little bit like a modern sports fixture, only a lot more vicious and occasionally murderous. The earliest recorded faction fight was in Clonmel County Tipperary in 1805. The authorities generally did not intervene as long as property and civilised folk were not placed under threat. Now, back to Ballinhasig County Cork. The morning of Monday, June the 30th, was fair day in the village. The day's trading passed without event and the tents and stalls were coming down around 7.30pm. Shortly afterwards, a pre-scheduled faction fight got underway between group, two groups known as the Neils and Sullivans. It started with Ranter Sullivan throwing his hat into the fair green, whirling his stick, giving a whoop and calling his faction brothers around him. This time, however, the police did intervene and they never allowed the fight to properly start. As a result, the crowd started to grow hostile towards the police, who then called in for reinforcements. 
The day ended with 11 people listed on the plaque losing their lives to gunshot wounds. It is entirely probable that Margaret Rose's ancestors, the Drummy Drummy family, were present on that fair day in 1845 in Ballinhasig, County Cork. The event was widely reported in the papers in Ireland and England and probably put pressure on the authorities to control and eradicate these faction fights. However, you might notice the year that this fight was reported, 1845. By October of that year, a far greater challenge was presented to the people of Ireland with the first potato crop failure of what later became known as the Great Famine. Faction fights did not really feature after the famine. I'm sure that many factions lost huge numbers of their members to starvation and emigration. As an example of this, by 1860, most of the Drummy family had made their way to Australia from County Cork. Would you like to see a faction fight today? Well, in a way, you can. The Gaelic Athletic Association, known here as the GAA, was set up in 1884 in County Tipperary, the same county where the first faction fights were recorded. One of the ancient Irish games that the GAA reinstated was the ancient sport of hurling. It was a game where groups of men wore similar colours, armed themselves with sticks called Hurleys, and went into battle against each other at a predetermined place and time, all surrounded by hungry spectators, each shouting off their own faction whoops. Sound familiar? The GA at the time were very cognizant of layering this newly revived game over the existing urges and tribal instincts of the young men of Ireland. They largely succeeded in replacing faction fights with the game of hurling, now one of the most exciting games to watch and play anywhere in the world and without the murderous intent of those old faction fights. So, Margaret Rose, it might be time to head down to your local GAA playing fields in Melbourne and see a game of hurling, a game that I'm sure your ancestors would have really appreciated and enjoyed. In the merry month of June, from me home I started, left the girls a tune, nearly broken hearted, salute to father dear, kiss me darling mother, drank a pint of beer, me grief and tears to smother, then off to reap the corn, leave where I was born, cut to stout black thorn, to banish ghosts and goblins, a brand new pair of brogues, rattling o'er the bogs, frightening all the dogs, on the rocky road to Dublin, one, two, three, four, five, hut the hair and turn her down the rocky road, all the way to Dublin, whack full only in Mullingar that night I rested limb so weary Started by daylight, me spirits bright And airy took a drop of the pure Keep me heart from sinking, that's the paddy's cure Whenever he's on for drinking Just see the lassie smile, laughing all the while At me curious style, to set your heart to bubbling And asked if I was hard, wages I required Till I was nearly tired of the rocky road To double at one, two, three, four, five Hut the hair and turn her down the rocky road All the way to double and whack full all in Dublin next arrived I thought it such a pity to be so soon deprived A view of that fine city Well then I took a stroll All among the quality bundle it was stole All in a neat locality Something crossed me mind When I looked behind No bundle could I find Upon me sick a wobbling Inquiring for the rope Said me cut it broke Wasn't much in vogue On the rocky road To Dublin One, two, three, four, five Hut the hair and turn her down the rocky road All the way to Dublin Whack for lullaby. Spirits 
never failing Landed on the quay just as the ship was sailing The captain at me roared, said the door of Maddy When I jumped aboard a cabin found for Paddy Down among the pace, played some funny rigs Danced some hearty jigs, the water round me bubbling When a poly head, wish myself was dead Or better far instead On the rocky road to Dublin, one, two, three, four, five Hurt the hair and turn her down the rocky road All the way to Dublin, whack full of So there we had the High Kings with the Rocky Road to Dublin. And before that, Karina shared the story of faction fighting in Ireland, uh, during which you actually came across one or two shillelaghs, if you were there at the time, and uh, how that evolved into the modern day of hurling. And before that, again, we actually had uh, Bing Crosby, the dulcet tones of Bing Crosby, and with my shillelagh under my arm. Now we're actually going to focus in on the very particular place in Ireland that gave the name to the shillelagh, and it's the little village of that same name in County Wicklow. So over to you, Karina. One of the places Mike and I look forward to visiting is County Wicklow, or as it's known as the Garden of Ireland, a county located just south of Dublin City. It's also the home of a little village called Shillelagh, Maybe you've heard the name of this village used in a different context. With a shillelagh under me arm. For many years it was forbidden to carry arms in Ireland. But through the 1700s and the 1800s a person faced many dangers when travelling and needed to protect themselves. So they often carried a walking stick called a shillelagh, spelt S-H-I-L-L-E-L-A-G-H, the shillelagh, which could also be used for defence purposes. You'll find reference to the shillelagh in many Irish songs, including in the song The Rocky Road to Dublin. Hooray, me soul, says I, me shillelagh I let fly. Some Galway boys were nigh, and I saw I was a hobbling. With a loud hurrah, joined in the Afra, we quietly cleared the way for the rocky road to Dublin. The shillelagh stick received its name from the old oak forests around the village of Shillelagh to the south of County Wicklow. Originally, they were made from oak, but over time, the blackthorn bush became the preferred wood for the shillelagh. So, why don't we head down south of County Wicklow, near the village of Shillelagh, and continue our story. Meeting the Irish King of County Wicklow 
The town of Stranakelly lies close to the village of Shalala. It's there that our man, let's call him the Wicklow boy, made his home. However, sometime in the year 1775, this Wicklow boy was involved in a land dispute with his neighbours. Once, when travelling to nearby Hackettstown, he was set upon by a group of those neighbours. He was badly beaten by a combination of sword and shillelagh and later brought legal proceedings against his assailants. The court took his application seriously and on August the 25th, 1775 noted a band of yeomen and many other evil disposed persons did righteously, righteously and unlawfully make an assault and did beat, wound and ill-treat him so that his life was greatly despaired of. So it seemed that the Wicklow boy would have had some justice coming his way. However, the whole affair must have left him all shook up as sometime before the next 12 months he arrived in the port of New Orleans with his brother Andrew and they made their way to Carolina. A number of years passed and our Wicklow boy acquired a family of his own and headed west into Tennessee where he lived until his death in 1802. His descendants settled in that area over the following decades. Since about 1955, the surname of this Wicklow boy has become famous around the world because of one of his descendants. You see, the Wicklow boy I mentioned above went by the name of William Presley and his great-great-great-great-grandson's name was none other than Elvis Aaron Presley. The above origin story is based on a court document discovered in Ireland that has put County Wicklow firmly on the map as a point of European departure for the ancestors of Elvis Presley. In 2016, when that original 1775 court document came up for auction in Ireland, it had an estimated value of €300, but it sold on the day for €2,300. I wonder who would spend this much on a court document without there being a little truth in the story. I prefer to believe the fact that Elvis had some strong Irish roots in County Wicklow. What do you think yourself? Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summers are gone and all the roses dying. Tis you, tis you. Must go and I must buy. But come, Reverend, when summer's in the And white 
his soul And I'll be sunshine Or in shadow Oh, Danny boy thought that that the king himself might be one of our own what do you think do you think that the elvis's family might have come out of shillelagh in the first place well it certainly makes a cracking yarn and there of course we actually had elvis himself with old danny boy bringing that wonderful wonderful voice of his right to the fore well folks that's it actually for this week i hope you enjoyed the episode uh, you can find all the show notes on a lettermireland.com forward slash 707. That's a lettermireland.com forward slash 707. And I hope you again, uh, perhaps if you really enjoyed the show today, take a little bit of time uh, to leave a review or two. If you're actually listening on something like iTunes or um, Apple or whatever it might be, your particular player. And indeed, feel free to share it with your friends and family. We'd really like the Letter from Ireland podcast to reach a wider listenership over time, including your good self. So thank you very much for listening. And until next week, Slán. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, 
we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán gafól, Karina. Karina.